future. There are no people. There are no people in the future. No people at all. There are no people in the future. Where did all my people go? There are no people in the future. Let me try my people call. Everybody, everybody, welcome, welcome. It is Friday, December 23rd, December 23rd, 2022. Welcome to Raging Chickens Out to Coop podcast and the last show of 2022. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Uh, and you know, I forgot to mention this past uh, Monday, we had Cyril Michaleko on the show for Out to Coop Live, and it was our 100th out to Coop Live. Uh, that was pretty amazing. We're well over like 300 shows and things like this uh, kind of total, but that was kind of uh, nice to have him on for the 100th uh, there. Um, <clears throat> hey, Emily, welcome, welcome. Yes, we have, uh, we're exiting Hanukkah, entering Christmas, heading to New Year's and Kwanzaa coming. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And Festivus. Can't forget Festivus, indeed. Um, yes, this is Kevin Mahoney, creator and founder of Raging Chicken. Each week, we break down the good, the bad, and the ugly in state and national politics. We're going to break format a little bit today. I mean, it's our end of the season show. Um, and instead of just blowing through all the headlines and stuff, we'll look back, look forward a little bit. Um, and uh, yeah, so-and-so. I'll, I'll say more about that in a minute. Um, you can help support this show by becoming a patron for as little as $5 a month. Head on over to patreon.com slash rcpress and... Uh, and a special thank you goes out um, as we close out the year to um, all of our patrons who have made this show possible, um, who continue to support our work, who help help us grow. Um, it's fantastic. Thank you, Emily. Yes, I agree. The show with Cyril was great. Uh, it was awesome to have him on. Uh, miss having him on. Uh, that connection with the Bucks County Beacon has just been fantastic. You can also help um, support our show by heading over to our YouTube channel if you're not there already. Smash that subscribe button, like the stream for this show, and hit that notification bell so you know every time that we go live. And look, don't let Paul Martino and his oligarch friends buy our schools and push extremist politics in our community. Yes, 2023 is a school board election year, and Raging Chicken has teamed up with Levelfield to launch a truly community rooted pack to invest in organizing and supporting local and statewide progressive candidates and unmasking the toxic organizations injecting our communities with right-wing extremism. We're putting small dollar donations to work to beat back the power of big money. You can get more information and drop your donation at ragingchicken.levelfield.net. That's ragingchicken.levelfield.net. Yes, and as I show in today's show, uh, we'll talk a little bit about stuff in the news, but uh, mostly just want to uh, kind of look back a little bit, kind of uh, reflect a little bit, um, see if there's things that are on your mind um, as we kind of close out 2022. I know I'm always uh, kind of in a reflective mood at the end of the year, and I yes, I do know it's a completely arbitrary kind of uh, thing, but nonetheless, it is on the calendar, and it is part of our kind of like, I don't know, the, the time space that we inhabit, so I do the reflecting thing. Anyway, for more PA Progressive Talk, tune in to the Rick Smith Show's live stream at 9 p.m. Eastern, his YouTube channel, Twitter, Facebook, wherever you get your streams. And you got to subscribe to his podcast wherever you get your podcasts. If you want all the information, just head on over to ricksmithshow.com for the latest across all his platforms. And if you haven't already, got to be checking out the Sisters of the Night Caucus podcast, the amazing PA women stirring the political cauldron behind his podcast, Rock the House. And they know where the bodies are buried. Make sure to follow them on Twitter at, at the Night Caucus. That's at the Night Caucus on Twitter. And subscribe to their podcast on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcast. 
And for all you gamers out there, I'm checking my watch. There's still time. Um, you got it. You're looking for something last minute gift or something like that? Head on over to the Game Inn. That's with two ends. The Game Inn is a Quaker Town based black family owned gaming store. They're friends of the show and they've got everything from Retro N64s, the latest consoles, video games for all platforms, loads of collectibles, action figures, Funko Pops, walls of Funko Pops. And kids get discounts with every A on the report card. Check them out on their Facebook page and follow them on Twitter at, at The Game Inn. Again, with two ends. If you got a question about a game, looking for something hard to get, shoot them a message or drop them an email at thegameinpa at gmail.com. And a shout-out goes to Jonathan Mann, who wrote our intro song, There Are No People in the Future, wishing him and his family all the best this holiday season. Check out all his great stuff on his YouTube page and follow him on Twitter at at Man. That's with two N's, at at Man on Twitter. Uh, for Out to Coop Live, uh, just a reminder that we will not have a show next week on Out to Coop Live. Um, I'll talk a little bit about how we're going to deal with next week. Um, and uh, so last week uh, with Cyril Michaleko, uh, the uh, editor-in-chief of the Bucks County Beacon, that was our last show of 2022. Um, and we're going to be looking ahead for 2023. we got some great folks lined up. Um, got some great suggestions from our community. Um, that Thank you. Keep them coming. Um, great messages from folks uh, shooting me kind of potential guests. Um, I just got one this morning, um, and I'm definitely going to reach out to that person. We're going to see if uh, we can get that person on. I don't want to kind of, uh, you know, tip my hand too soon or get out in front of my skis, so to speak. Um, but I'll let you know as soon as we've uh, got some of that stuff locked in. Yes, indeed. So look, everybody, if we want a progressive future, we need progressive media. Right, you can support Pull No Punches Homegrown Progressive Media today. Just become a patron of Raging Chicken for as little as five bucks a month. Head on over to patreon.com slash RC Press. Get your end of the year donation, get your end of the year giving, become a patron at the end of this year. A raging chicken does patreon.com says RC Press. You can become a patron for as little as five bucks a month. Look, we're here for the fight and we need you. Become a patron for the price of a good beer once a month, good coffee once a month. Help keep the media in the movement, the movement in the media. Become a patron for as little as $5 a month by going to patreon.com slash rcpress today. Yes, welcome, welcome. Um, it's great to see some of the uh, um, our kind of our regulars showing up for this Friday. Um, I want to kind of apologize for the one, the late start and the kind of lack of communication this morning about why we're getting started so late this morning. Um, but for, for those of you, um, who are not in the uh, southeastern Pennsylvania region. Uh, well, actually, you know, it's a good bet. You, depending on where you are in the country, you're dealing with some version of what we're dealing with. So we have uh, here in uh, southeast Pennsylvania, we've got um, winter storm warnings. And uh, it's not the storms that we're seeing kind of throughout the Midwest and even the western part of our own state where we're seeing kind of tons of snow, blizzard-like conditions and so on. We're on the other edge of that front, um, which has just been nonstop rain since yesterday, and uh, the temperature is supposed to plummet fairly soon, and we are going to get some uh, to be freezing rain conditions. And what that meant is that we got a notice from our uh, the, the superintendent of schools here in Penridge, and I know this is, this is true through a lot of the school districts throughout the area, they could just canceled school today. So at the last minute, um, the plans for today kind of went a little um, kind of off. Um, we had to rearrange. The kids are here. Uh, my niece is over. Uh, we had a couple deliveries come in that I kind of had. To, so it was kind of that kind of thing. And then yesterday, 
Um, I slept in a little bit today. I'll admit it. Uh, I slept in a little bit today because yesterday um, I went did a little grocery shopping right after, uh, you know, right after my kids went to school for like eight o'clock in the morning, the grocery shopping on the way home. Um, it was raining. Right. And I wanted to get out there early before in case there was any freezing rain and stuff. So I came back, got out of my car and um kind of on the sidewalk or on the oh i dropped off the recycling beforehand and so my my driveway was fine so i went out i got the recycling bins and it was our trash day the night before so i looked out said oh i'll maybe get the trash can while i'm here so i'm holding the recycling bins in one hand i go out to get the um the trash can and as soon as i hit the concrete sidewalk right you know concrete uh maintains its coldness longer than other things so it was whole and it was freezing rain on it it was like a cartoon. Um, I, I didn't even have a warning. My feet went right out from underneath me, slammed down on my back. Um, uh, luckily, uh, for the most part, I'm okay. I'm just really sore today. <laughs> so uh, I did not hit my head, luckily. Um, but, you know, I went through all these things. Like, and that, you know, that happens. You have like a fall like that. And there's like all this stuff kind of goes through your mind about uh, what's going to happen, what's going to happen next. And it's funny. I was telling the story um, to folks here yesterday that. I, as I was driving up our street um, to, you know, kind of a way back from the grocery store, I was kind of, I was looking around, I was like, man, it's weird. It's like really dead today, right? Um, because usually there's like, you know, cars parked on the street, just people, you know, there's cars in the thing. and But, you know, probably people out doing Christmas shopping and all that kind of stuff. So it just felt really empty. And so there I, I flipped down, boom, kind of like land on my back. And then the first thing that goes through my mind is like, nobody's going to be here to help me if I can't, get, you know, if I'm really bad, I'm just going to be stuck here lying on the sidewalk. Right. Um, but luckily um, I, I had to like slide, like for, like slide down to the street before I could get up. It was just, it was just, it was a really, it was something else, but anyways, so that's why I slept in. That was one of my uh, little tales of the end of the year. That's how 2022 is going out for me. And it seems completely in line with what this year has been. So um Yeah. So one thing I want to say kind of up front is that since we are not having shows um, tomorrow, uh, I'm sorry, on Monday or next week, um, we're going to be away for the um, uh, we're going to be away uh, for, for a few days, kind of visiting family and things like this. Um, and, just, you know, just take a break with family. Uh, thank you, Emily. Yes, I'm glad I'm OK, too. Um, I hear what you mean about that kind of being terrified for that. So I could imagine. Um. But so anyway, so what I was going to do, I was thinking about this and I've done a version of this before in the past. So what I'm going to do over on our Patreon page um, and I will give uh, I'm going to post these up for our patrons, but they will be available um, kind of like after a couple days for, for everybody publicly. Uh, I'm not going to put it into our regular feeds. I'll just put it into our for our patrons um, to do a little bit of a kind of end of the year um, review. Um, and by, by, and I'm you know, keeping it pretty simple. Um, there's a couple, <clears throat> um, shows. I was just looking back over the years, uh, over this year and to see kind of who we had on as guests and things we had. It's just, you know, it's always, it's always interesting as a reminder for me, uh, of kind of just what the year has been by going back and looking at our shows. And so basically I'm just going to post some kind of, uh, kind of like bonus content, if you will, um, to our Patreon page. Um, just looking back for some of the things we've done. 
Um, one of the things I am going to put up there, it'll probably be the first thing I'll put up, um, was it's a two-part documentary I did with um, a woman by the name of Colleen Bradley. And you've heard me talk about her on the show before. She was the... Um, the vice president of administration and finance at Westchester University, and she was fired for basically blowing the whistle on an unethical uh, financing scheme they had going on at Westchester. And it turns out it was not just Westchester University. Um, it was multiple Pasha universities in terms of my own, uh, also including my own at Kutztown University. Um, and really, her story in many ways is a is a tragic one, um, in part because um, the substance of her allegations and i should you know i even i even struggle with the word allegations because she has she has all the all the receipts um so it wasn't just her word against the Pashi universities or the state system of higher education um it was the fact she had all the email receipts, she had all the kind of like records showing that there was a coordinated effort to basically mislead the public, mislead faculty and mislead students about the financial state of the um, of the university system. And what was ironic about it is that um, they basically like were proclaiming, you know, we're out of money. We're broke um, to the politicians and to um, and to faculty and students while um, and they're using that as a justification to cut faculty lines, to increase fees on students, um, to um, justify the elimination of programs and the austerity measures and all this kind of stuff. While when they turn to their bond raters, right, the people that were going to give them loans. Hey, Nick, what's up? Um, the people that were going to give them loans, um, basically those um what they did is they showed them another set of books, which showed them, which showed the bond raiders, but actually how much money they actually had. Right. Um, and this goes back, this was a long, long fight. And I hate to keep on bringing this up year after year, but um, it really is such a significant backdrop for what is happening right now to the state system of higher education, where you have a chancellor of the state system of higher education, which is basically dismantling the, um, um, the state system of higher education. Right. Uh, we saw the consolidation of universities, six universities into two this past year. Um, there's going to be more similar things that are going on like that. I, I could tell you story after story of what's happened at Kutztown. But but anyways, so as kind of like, you know, a reflective looking backward, looking forward kind of move, um, I'm going to post that uh, that two part documentary up on our Patreon page. Um, again, it'll be it'll be available immediately for patrons, but then after a couple of days, uh, those will open up for um, for the public too. But I will not be posting them on our regular YouTube page or on our podcast. So if you want to check us out, check out that extra content. You head on over to our Patreon page. Um, some good stuff. Another one that I'm going to post up there too as well, just so you know. Um, if you remember a while back, um, I had on. Um, hold on a second. Where is this? I hate the fact that I'm missing this thing. Well, anyways, um, I, 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 we had Kadita Kenner on um, the show, um, who's uh, just doing kind of amazing work on voting rights in Pennsylvania. And we had her on shortly after she became, she took over the position um, at, hold on, I'm, my mind is, I'm telling you, 
is completely like uh, blank in uh, here. But um, she she took over as the kind of uh, the CEO, basically the head of the New Pennsylvania Project, um, which focuses on voting rights and kind of enfranchising, not disenfranchising, but enfranchising more peoples um, throughout the uh, Commonwealth. Um, she's just a, kind of an amazing individual doing fantastic work. She's done a couple pieces over at the Bucks County Beacon, too, as well. But we had her on. That was another kind of real highlight. And of course, I think one of my... Um, which I'm so thrilled we kind of built up this relationship with Alyssa Bowen from uh, True North Research. Um, Alyssa Bowen has been, you know, uh, just awesome as a guest on the show. She's been on three times. She's uh, we're going to have her on again um, early on in 2023 to um, look at some of her recent piece in Truth Out, looking at dark money and school board groups to kind of launch our uh, focus on school boards in 2023. So. Stuff like that, you know, things that I think are kind of significant um, or kind of interesting, um, you know, that kind of stuff. So uh, I'll put up that extra content. Um, and um, let me, who, what was the one? I'm just, I'm just drawing a blank here for a moment. It's going to, it's going to kill me. Um Yeah, there you go. Gwen Marshall. Uh, yeah, I was I just was drawing a complete blank. I was thinking about her um, kind of before thing. If you remember, I just thought this was one of these, you know, one of these shows that um, I would like to revisit and kind of put out. And it seemed like a good one for the holidays. You know, I was just talking to one of my neighbors who were running a D&D campaign and, you know, I'm running a D&D campaign and um, and so on. And we had uh, Gwen Marshall on from Arcanus Press um, and um um, what was so I thought cool about that, about having her on is um, uh, they produced this um, this source. Right. Which was um, basically uh, it's called Ancestry and Cultural Alternative to Race in 5E. Right. And there had been some really interesting discussions that have been happening kind of in the tabletop role playing game communities about the ways that, say, Dungeons and Dragons was dealing with questions of ancestry or was dealing with, you know, questions of race. Um, and, you know, like everything else is that um, there were certain uh, the way that race was treated as kind of this immutable thing as this kind of separate and distinct. It has these characteristics which um, were more stereotypical than they were kind of filled out um, individual kind of, you know, people excuse me, so to speak, they were drawn from um, some kind of racist stereotypes in part in the past. And again, not in the most overt way, but nonetheless, in, the, in such a way that, you know, um, as more and more, say, people of color got involved with the games, they began, you know, hey, what the hell's going on here? And this this kind of addendum or this kind of like uh, book that they produced, Ancestry and Culture, um, Alternative to Race in 5E, started talking about Ancestry and culture is an alternative ways of thinking about kind of drawing up more fleshed out um, characters. And I thought that was interesting in part because, you know, these questions that we've been having um, or these discussions, I should say, struggles, fights we've having over questions of race, um, they play themselves out in communities in all sorts of different ways. Right. Um, and, you know, that, you know, tabletop role playing game community is a, is a fairly, you know, it's a it's a niche community. Right. I mean, it's not something that everybody's even aware of that this thing kind of goes on. There's a culture around it and stuff. Um, but nonetheless, for people inside that community, it's it's a those are kind of important, and meaningful discussions. And, you know, one of my favorite um, D&D podcasts is uh, I think it's called uh, Three Black Halflings. 
and um, they're a kind of a British team. They do, you know, uh, um, uh, um, uh, they play Dungeons and Dragons, right, like this. But their their podcast is more than just about their campaigns. Um, sometimes they have guests on. They're talking about issues kind of related to, say, people of color and gaming communities and things like this. Um, and it's just fantastic. They're funny. They're engaging. They're um, they're they're the games that they um, they generate and they play are just are, are awesome. Um, and I first came onto those because when they were uh, kind of early on, I think of their first year of their podcasting stuff, there was um, they came on um, Jasper Cartwright, as I think is one of the lead ones. He was on uh, D The Dungeon Run, which is a, a show that I watch. Um, and that's kind of what first turned me on to them. And they were having similar kinds of questions. And it's like those kind of vibrant, interesting, engaging questions, um, they could be really impactful for folks. Um, and I was and at the time. I'm, I'm kind of previewing all this stuff right at this point, but at the time I was really interested in having um, Gwen Marshall on in part because of what I've already said, but also because, you know, in the video game community and the tabletop role playing game community and stuff like that, it's a lot of people are drawn to those communities because, you know, the, the things that we get kind of in mainstream kind of popular culture, like, you know, sports and uh, you know, I don't know, like things with school and things like this. It's not quite their shtick, you know, and um, people find their way into these communities, uh, these gaming communities um, and, and build kind of really meaningful relationships. And uh, in recent years, and I guess there's always been threads of this, you know, I mean, there's been, uh, you know, even overt attempts by kind of white nationalists, white supremacists and extremist organizations to exploit the kind of um, these communities to use them as a way to kind of, you know, try to indoctrinate or bring more uh, kind of say more vulnerable kids over to their side and kind of like, you know, brainwash them into this stuff. So to see that kind of intervention happening within a community like that was really interesting. So that's the kind of stuff, you know, those those kind of shows are the things that I was thinking about are pretty interesting um, to potentially, uh, you know, put on for, for those, that, that extra content over, um, between now and new year's. That's big. Um, so also the other thing I'll, I'll kind of put a pitch out to everybody too, is, uh, if you do have kind of ideas for guests, um, I'd love to hear them because, you know, I got, um, message this morning, um, uh, for, uh, with suggestion of a guest, which is, I thought was fantastic. Um, we had, um, you know, I know, uh, Jenny Stevens, for example, over at the, uh, um, Bucks County Beacon, um, she's been great about shooting me articles that she's working on and things like this. Um, and kind of, and times have been able to kind of follow up with what she's been, uh, she's been passing on just be, you know, just be fantastic. So anyways, um, oh yeah, Emily said to uh, she listens to the sports show. Uh, um, it's uh, basically it's the ESVN show. It's Emma Vigeland. Um, Emma Vigeland is the co-host of the Majority Report, um, and she's uh, she's a total sports nut. Um, and so she did basically got together with one of the other members of the Majority Report, and they do this show. I think it's on Thursdays. Yeah, she yeah uh, Emily says Thursday at four. Um, ESVN show, um, and they do like sports from a left perspective. I mean, again, thinking about that, the sporting community, I mean, how many voices do you have of kind of progressives of those folks on the left doing that? So that kind of intervention I find really interesting too. And again, it's not like 
you do sports just as like a hook to get people to talk about leftist politics. No, she's like, she is generally like a huge sports fan, right? So the joy of being able to talk about sports, but not have to do it always within this kind of, you know, right wing or kind of like extremist individual framework. So uh, it's a great show. It is really good. Hmm. But yeah. So yeah, so that's kind of stuff, some of the stuff we got going on. Um, I know um, I've got some great feedback from our show this past week on um, Out to Coop Live from our show with Cyril. Um, and I know, you know, Cyril and I really had hoped to be able to do once or twice a month on uh, the Wednesday show. Um, frankly, my my semester, my work just got really was really busy and focused this year. We um, well, this past semester and our regular schedule was not kind of not panning out quite as we would have hoped. Um, there was a couple times we wanted to do a show and then something kind of came up or fell through or there was an internet issue or something like this. So, um, but it was, so that was, I was all the more pleased to have him on on Monday um, as our kind of end of the year wind up. And I don't know if you caught this or not for those of you who watched the show, but um, Cyril said, this is, you know, it's going to be great to be working more closely together uh, in 2023. Um, so, you know, it's uh, I, I've written once for, um, the Bucks County Beacon, um, you know, I did a kind of follow-up um, article from uh, when I had Alyssa Bowen on the show. I'd like to do some more of those, right, um, as a way of, uh, you know, kind of maximizing these kind of interviews and stuff that we do and the kind of finding different venues um, to help echo or help uh, amplify the work that is out there. So that's kind of like a cool thing. And I'm hoping to do some more writing for them. Um, we're, we, Cyril and I are working on a couple other uh, uh, projects that we'll kind of collaborate with, with the Beacon, uh, which will, once we kind of formalize that, I'll have the announcements on in 2023, but that's going to be, um, I, I'm really looking forward to that, right? Really looking forward to um, really expanding it. And, you know, frankly, I, 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 I uh, I'm hesitant to even say this again because I kind of dropped the ball on this last summer, but um, I really would have loved last summer to do like a, uh, you know, kind of a progressive media summit or something like this. And I think in my brain, um, the it was a little bit too grandiose about what I was thinking. So maybe we we'll do a little modified version of that. And I've been playing around with ways to kind of formalize, if you will. It's not really formalized. That's not the wrong word, but to to like gather, if you will, folks interested in um, kind of independent progressive media. Um, and so that those of us who are already doing this, right, um, have a space to kind of talk about the stuff, um, flesh out some ideas, um, collaborate, um, maybe find things that, uh, you know, gaps that um, we're not able to fill um, and maybe maybe we can figure out a way to make that happen. Um, another thing is always big in the kind of progressive media community is that, you know, funding is always an issue, right? It's like as as amazing as it is to for me to basically be able to do this show as because it's a, you know, a labor of love. I mean, I'm not getting paid anything for this. Right. I mean, um, basically we have members that come on this, you know, members who help support the show. And that basically goes to, you know, our, our hosting uh, space, our, any kind of equipment that we need, um, making sure that we can boost up certain kinds of, of shows. Um, it all goes basically for the maintenance of this site. 
Um, and w how awesome would it be to be able to find a funding stream or come up with some sort of way where we could start, um, say, paying more, um, you know, left journalists kind of in our area, not ones that are going to go right for the New Yorker. Well, maybe they will eventually or, you know, the, or the, the in, in these times or something. But um, those folks who basically, you know, are focused on what's happening here, kind of in Bucks County, in Pennsylvania, um, and to really build out that network. And that's a that's a long term project. You know, it's not the kind of thing that you just plan on doing in a year and it's up and running and that's it. Um, building that kind of relationship, that network is a long term one. And so I think I'd really like to start slow this year um, instead of trying to think, hey, let's do this big thing. Um, kind of recognizing some of my own limitations, I guess, about, you know, how much time do I actually have to um, do all this. So we're looking forward to stuff doing things like this. Um, one of the things that we used to do that I miss uh, a tremendous amount um, is uh, before COVID, um, there used to be this, uh, and it kind of got, got, got dissolved before COVID anyways, but there used to be this uh, thing that's called a PA Progressive Summit. It was in Harrisburg. It was like every February, right, January, February throughout the year. And, you know, it'd be like, it'd be like kind of like a conference convention type of thing. You'd have um, panels of speakers that would come on some uh, from the activist community, from politicians, from people working in the, um, you know, online media environments and give kind of presentations, thoughts, question and answers Then they'd have, you know, uh, Bernie Sanders came to speak one uh, one year, for example. Um, uh, yeah, just stuff like this. It was just it was a really great. You have some, you know, big names that would come in and speak. But then, you know, Raging Chick would always have a table set up where, you know, we get to kind of talk with people and meet up with people and stuff like that. And at that um, at that summit, the PA Progressive Summit, uh, we used to do just kind of like an open invite uh, meetup, right? So that, you know, after this, you know, main session on that Friday, we, there was this one kind of uh, kind of little pizza place and pub that we would just kind of, you know, reserve a bunch, a bunch of tables and kind of in the back of the place. And then, you know, folks that listen to the show and part of the community would just kind of, you know, stop by. We'd have pizza, we'd, you know, drink some beer and things like this. It was great. And I miss doing that, right? Um, I miss doing that kind of uh, meetup. And we we also did one year, um, we did like a, a, a holiday party. Um, it was at, this is a funny story. So there was a, uh, we went to, uh, God, what the heck's the name of that place? I keep wanting to say Bellissimo, but it's not Bellissimo. Oh, it's, oh my God, I can't believe I'm forgetting the name of it. It's that wood-fired pizza chain. Um, there's one down in um, Warrington. Oh my God, I can't believe I can't think of the name of it. Um, but anyway, it's like one of that the pizza chain. They kind of you know, try to be a little bit more upscale, Italian food, pizza, uh, things like this. Um, but anyways, so my, um, my family and I we went out to we went out to dinner there once, and uh, they had a big fishbowl. Right? You know, drop in your business card, and you could be you know lucky winner for a holiday a holiday party. I'm like, oh whatever, I'll toss one in, toss it in, and I won. Right? I mean, like I know I don't win things, but I won. And so I'm like, oh, how cool will this be? So we got, you know, as up to something it was up to 15 people or 20 people or something like this. So I'm like, oh, how awesome is this? So I go in there. And so we kind of had this whole kind of bar room uh, kind of one night. We had, you know, folks from our community stop by, people we've had on the show. Um, this is even back when we were doing mostly writing and just beginning the podcast, I believe. That was a, that was a, that was a blast. So anyways, stuff like that would be really kind of fun to do. 
Um, and, you know, and I'm always reluctant, especially when, uh, you know, the, obviously the expenses of the show come first, right? I mean, making sure that we've got the best internet connection that we can have. I'm probably going to have to upgrade my, uh, my internet and, um, um, probably upgrade kind of my internet kind of connection on my computer um, and maybe my uh, my board this year um, for kind of a bunch of reasons that it's been things have been a little bit awkward um, on the production end of things and plus it looks like I'm going to be producing some some more shows um, in the 2023 so I need to get that down so things like that equipment that would kind of count in uh, the podcast Nick asked when did you start the podcast we started the podcast in 20. Uh, really kind of up really get going 2016 right um i had done some uh a few interviews here and there before then i had had played around a little bit with the podcasting uh medium but 2016 in uh the beginning of 2016 is when we really kind of took off and we decided to start with a weekly show that's where sean kitchen and i used to host it was primarily just a friday show um, and, um, we decided that it might've even been 2050, end of 2015, if I remember, but we, uh, we decided that we want to start doing a weekly show. So we started doing that on Fridays. Um, and we used to do it early. We used to do it like, like nine o'clock, nine thirty in the morning, uh, kind of what I'm starting to go back to now. And, uh, we just go through the news and it was fantastic because Sean was, um, Sean was, uh, doing, he was really filling a niche in Harrisburg that just people weren't happening. I mean, he was doing this kind of digging, this kind of investigative work um, and building these kind of connections, what was happening. And then he would come on, we report on it. Um, so we kind of got to get this insider kind of perspective, what was happening in Harrisburg, then plus a more broad stuff was happening kind of nationwide. It was a really good show. Um, and then eventually he's uh, he originally worked from on the Rick Smith show for a short period of time. And then he landed a job um, with PA Spotlight. And then, you know, he's uh, so he's been out there. That's what he's been doing. And, you know, uh, Emily asked how Sean doing. He's doing great. Um, he's, uh, you know, he's been working at the same place now doing kind of, you know, research, uh, progressive research um, in the kind of labor, broader labor community. Uh, been working with great coalition stuff. And, um, you know, it's really good things, so, you know, you know, I follow him on I follow him on uh, all the social media. We don't talk as much as I wish we as wish we could. We just we're both really busy. Um, but, you know, he's also a photographer, posts great stuff. And so uh, it's really good to see him uh, loving on Harrisburg. Um, that's pretty good. So anyways, you know, that was when uh, that's what we we started to do. And um, it's been a good it's been a good run. You know, I think that. Well, I think if I had to look back on uh, the time that we started Raging Chicken, I mean, because we started, you know, Raging Chicken itself in 2011 um, and we were primarily, you know, we did reporting, we did writing um, um, back then. Um, but when Sean, basically when Sean got his job out in Harrisburg, um, you know, he was, it, it was, he and I were kind of holding down the fort. We're doing all the writing and research and, um, and reporting for Raging Chicken. And we had, um, Wendy, who was up at Bloomsburg, um, university. Wendy was, um, she was one of our, she was a person who was covering fracking for a while. Uh, we had some additional writers come on, um, kind of periodically. It was, it was which was really cool. Um, but when, once Sean, once Sean could no longer really kind of do the reporting of Raging Chicken, 
uh, because of his other work obligations, uh, it became a little bit too much for me to really um, manage that um, uh, kind of like the writing, especially my work was just going nuts too as well. Um, but we did start up, we did start up the podcast, started doing that podcast. We were doing both there for a while. And really radio was, uh, I love radio. Um, I had a radio show all throughout college. Um, um, I, I, you know, it was, it was awesome DJing in college. Then um, when I went to uh, grad school, uh, I was lucky enough to uh, connect up with my friend Rick, Rick, uh, Rich, I'm thinking of Rick Smith, uh, Rich Cook, um, who's out there in Carlisle, also teaches at Chippensburg University now. Um, but he and I were in grad school together out in Ohio, and uh, Rich also had done, um, done radio stuff, and so we had a show out there. You know, so I, I've always loved radio. I love the, you know, the hands-on. Um, I looked at, when I first moved out to Pennsylvania, I uh, looked up the folks at the WDIY out in, um, in Bethlehem because I lived in Allentown and uh, was really considering to see if I could get into a show there, but I was, I was just a little too busy. It was a little too much. Um, so, you know, the, continuing the podcast has really been been keeping with what I what I love, you know, and it makes it, um, it keeps me kind of, kind of engaged in the way that I was with my writing, um, in a way that feels a little bit less like work. Um, even though there's a lot of work that goes into the show, um, but it feels a little less like work, work and more of a labor of love. And so, um, in 2023, uh, initially I had thought of bringing back, um, some of the writing for Raging Chicken. And now with the Bucks County Beacon, um kind of really doing amazing work i'm kind of rethinking that right um and instead of kind of trying to bring back the writing component um maybe to really you know focus on that as a space of writing um and then expand some of the podcasting that we're doing here so um i ran into there, there was parts in 2022 where i ran into uh, the problem that you want to have right and when you're doing this kind of stuff um and that problem is, is that I had um, too many guests and or, or I had more guests than I had times to book them. Right. Um, and that was amazing. Right. Um, and, you know, I start even thinking about if I could get to the point we could get to this, this, this show to a point where actually we had a, a, a fairly consistent, decent funding stream that was basically going up and beyond um, just being able to kind of, you know, reproducing the show, making sure that we've got all of our connections and all that kind of stuff. Um, if we actually had enough funding where we could actually um, pay somebody, um, it would be amazing um, to bring someone on as a producer, right? Where, um, you know, as much as I, I love doing the production stuff, I think it's, it's a lot of fun kind of putting it all together, but it's, it's time consuming. Um, and, you know, I thought about turning this Friday show, for example, into the second interview show of the week, which I think is, which I wish what I, what I would actually really like to do. I think we're like having someone do come on someone, you know, come on kind of weekly, uh, um, to do both the kind of interview show, but then do a, do a news roundup, maybe break at like first half of the show roundup or first half of the show interview. And then kind of, kind of what they do in the majority report where they have like, uh, uh, the first half, they have a guest and they have like, you know, the fun half. We're just kind of talking about things going on, something like that. Um, and it's been great having Amy Connect come on. Um, she's fantastic. Um, 
and uh, you know, I think our plan initially was to have this kind of regular show and stuff. And frankly, it just like my in, in ways that I cannot even begin to understand <laughs> my my this semester just went was just really trying in 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 ways that. I can't put my finger on. Right. I mean, I can't say this horrible, all this horrible stuff, you know, and I, and I think part of it was I just had some health issues this year. And I think that really just kind of took me off my game in some ways. Um, and there's some other stuff just kind of just going on that just um, that just took me away from stuff. So so anyways, that that plan, I, I you know, I fumbled with that a little bit to the, this year, too. Um, but it's been great to having her on whenever she can. And I, you know, I know that, uh, you know, she, you know, you know, like hits me up every once in a while. Say, hey, hey, I'm not don't have to don't have to work on this day. You want to see if we can do a show? Absolutely. Um, but I would love to do, sir, for example, um, like a show with with Amy, especially would be great. Uh, we, we teased this a little bit on uh, when she was coming on a little bit more regularly, wanting to do something that was more kind of culture based. Look at some of the books we're reading, talking about some of the TV shows um, that we're watching. That would be a, a whole lot of fun. Um, so, you know, things like that. The other thing I am going to do um, and I'm going to I'm going to take a lesson and learn from myself uh, this year and start it slow. I'm going to um, this is going to be a Patreon only um, um, content. Um, and again, it'll be the same kind of stuff. It'll be originally it'll released uh, initially for patrons. Um, but then it'll open up for public. So it's not going to be completely behind a locked wall. Um, but it'll just get, you know, it's a little something to say thank you to some of our patrons. Uh, maybe bring on some new people um, and kind of similar. So I, I, I mentioned I've mentioned this on the show a few times that, you know, I started, uh, you know, playing D&D with my kids now again and my brother in law, for example. And it's the first time I've ever kind of like a game mastered, right? Dungeon mastered and uh, kind of ran a game. I played a little bit when I was in college and I just loved it. Just I love kind of like, you know, collaborative storytelling. It's just like phenomenal. It's just so much fun. Um, and so I, I'm DMing this and I've kind of got my own little world started to be created. And um, probably by next summer, I'll be ready, maybe even sooner, be able to run uh, my own kind of campaign that's from a world I designed. Um, and so I thought, you know, that'd be kind of a cool thing. I, I've watched a lot of YouTube shows where, um, you know, that have helped me think about how to kind of be an effective um, kind of dungeon master, um, um, try to understand some of the rules and just you know, think about it. And I said, you know, it'd be kind of cool to do like a, uh, you know, kind of like a newbie walkthrough as we're doing this kind of show, not pretending to be an expert. But, you know, so I'm thinking about like something along the lines of like, you know, Dungeons and, Dra and D Dragons and Dead, you know, that kind of thing. Um, whereas an opportunity to kind of just talk a little about the game and kind of how we're thinking about it. What are the opportunities for collaborative storytelling and, um, and what's happening in the campaign that I'm doing with my kids and things like that? You know, I think it'd be a lot of fun um, to do. So I'm going to do that on Patreon. Um, and the reason for doing that on Patreon, too, as well, is that um, uh, I know there's communities on Patreon that are, are focused on Dungeons and Dragons um, that might be interested in the content for that but not even if they're not following because of the politics um the politics shows we do and then on the flip side of that because um you know this show out to coop live and uh our friday politics roundup are pretty you know in a particular lane and i like the um keeping that kind of 
uh, theme going, right? So that the podcast becomes fairly it's focused. So if somebody jumps in the podcast in the middle of it, they're not wondering, okay, what's the connection between this interview uh, with, you know, this political activist and this Dungeon and Dragons? It could be a little bit odd. So just to kind of keep it in that kind of that one frame, give it its identity, um, I'm going to keep it on the, the Patreon site. Um, but like I said, it's not going to be locked off to everybody permanently. So that might be good. So that's the kind of stuff I want to do. Um, that's what things that I'm thinking a lot about. Um, and trying to stay healthy for the new year because, I've, like I said, I've had you know, whatever, got sick, and then, and then I got the flu. My son got the flu. My daughter was out sick this past week. Uh, you know, I, I just been it's been that kind of that kind of year. So, but I hope everybody here. I hope you all are doing well, and I hope you all are kind of moving into the holidays, um, or you're already in them. I mean, we're kind of at that you know end of Hanukkah, beginning of Christmas, the leading into New Year's kind of thing. Um, and so uh, this is where we're at. Um, but that's all I got today. I just wanted to kind of check in with everybody um, and to thank everybody who has been part of this project. Um, you know, I want to, you know, I thank my patrons um, who support us on Patreon. I and mean, we've got some folks who are, you know, you can support us for as little as five bucks a month. We've got a bunch of patrons that are in there for five bucks a month. We've got also got some patrons in there for $50 a month, you know, um, and I can't tell you how amazing that is right um to be able to continue to do this right um and, you know it's because it's essentially you know a community supported hobby that hopefully is giving something back to the community right that is filling some sort of purpose right you know um to help support and to amplify the work that's already going on on the ground um you know and i've tried to be I've tried to be clear over, you know, since we started our podcast is that what I see us doing here on this podcast is not like the organizing itself, right? Um, there's organizers, there's political organizers that are out there on the ground that are doing a lot of the door knocking, that are doing a bunch of stuff, um, helping support the community and helping support political campaigns and organizing on the ground. That's not what this is, right? Um, this is a space to help shine light on those folks and to amplify those kind of efforts and to kind of have a space where we can kind of join together in community about these issues about these ideas and think through them and so in a way that hopefully feeds back into the organizing that's happening in the community now that's not to say that i don't go out and organize or all that kind of it means that that's what raging chicken is right um and which is one of the reasons why we started leaning so heavily this past year into or really year and a half into what was been happening with the school boards is because people were organizing around that. So when the people started bringing on the show um, in my brain, at least, is like, I you know, want to think about people who are doing some of that kind of research about these networks of influence, so looking into questions of dark money, um, tracking these organizations that are involved in pushing these extremist politics. The reason why is that if we can do that on this space. Right. You know, and if that can kind of help fill out the picture, right, do some of that background research and bringing some of those voices of people are already doing the work. We could connect up that kind of analysis, that kind of research with the organizers on the ground. And that's a powerful combination. Um, you know, I teach a class in called Activist Writing Media. And really what you're looking at, what we look at in that class is the relationship between social movements and social movement media or activist media or progressive publications, whatever it might be, or not even just progressive, but, um, but you know, independent publications that are connected to social movements. And there's always been that kind of interaction, right? Is that, you know, there's always been a media wing, if you will, 
of um, kind of organizations, right? And personally, and I'll, I'll just throw this out there, I've seen is there have been um, independent media projects uh, working on the left who have hooked up with a, um, a particular sponsor, right? Or group of sponsors, right? <clears throat> and, um, and it goes well for a time and then it doesn't. Right. So um, I've always resisted tying myself, um, tying this show, tying Raging Chicken too closely to any specific political organization, political party or, you know, sector of the progressive movement. Um, because I want to make sure that this can be an independent space and then I can say what I want to say. Um, and just, just give you one example of this is like, you know, we had Rick Smith show Rick Smith on the show, um, this year when he blew the whistle, um, about the incoming president, um, of the PA AFLCO, Frank Schneider, he was coming in, uh, there and had a long history of abusive behavior towards women primarily. Right. Um, and it was a known factor. People knew about the series of behavior, but they tended to sweep it under the rug. And women who had been victims of his abuse were uh, afraid of coming forward. It's a classic, it's the classic perspective, right? The issue was, is that, quote unquote, everybody knew, right? Um, Everybody in, kind of in close there. Um, but labor reporters would not touch it because nobody would come forward and say anything about it. And they were worried about funding to their publications or, or kind of uh, their careers, right? Um, they were worried about that stuff because somehow that the support of their publications, these progressive publications, uh, was made part in, because of the labor movement, right? I never want that to be the case. If we know something is fundamentally wrong, right? I mean, I like I said, I'm a labor guy, right? I am a union guy, right? Uh, as I've said multiple times, I bleed union, right? So just like Rick Smith, I mean, Rick Smith did not like having to go on kind of his show and use his show and his platform to make sure that Frank Snyder would never be the, the president of the PAAFL-CIO. And of course, Frank Snyder became the president and then he had to step down because... Um, there were just too many people starting to come forward once Rick broke the silence, right? Once Rick went out there on his show and said it. So that same kind of reason, right? I, you know, I don't want say, here's another example. This is not, this is, I can't think of a specific where this has happened in the past, but it makes me think a lot about it. Like, so for example, um, if I were to say, if I were to say where I would take, a, I would take a chunk of money, a whole bunch of money from uh, a, 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 an environmentalist organization, Right. And they were really pushing alternative energy, renewable energy, and all that kind of stuff, which, of course, which is which is all we want. Like, on board, renewable energy, stop, you know, get off the carbon, all that kind of stuff, right? Stop climate change now, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, there was some recent reporting. I came across this article in, um, don't remember where I read it, but they were looking at the, it was really fantastic reporting, um, um, maybe The Intercept, I don't know, but looking at the mining practices of around lithium and some other components of the batteries that we use to store um, energy from solar, right? Or wind for that matter. 
and and you know electric electric cars too as well and there are those who saw that article i saw some of the comments and responses to this article and there were those people who were saying like like i can't believe that you're we have to get off fossil fuels like this is we need the lithium we have to do this kind of stuff and the reporter was not saying no we're not going to get off fossil fuels the reporter was basically saying this is part of what's happening right this is part of the consequence is that yes you need the lithium right but we're not focused on whether or not you need the lithium. We're focused on the conditions of the workers in the lithium mines. We're focused on areas of like, you know, kind of American Indian homelands who are, are being pressured to kind of turn over more of their land so they can mine lithium, things like that. Right. And those are important things. And I would never want to be in a situation where I would I would have to say, well, oh, God, do we talk about this story when we know it's going to piss off these funders? No. So, you know, there's a consequence to that, though, and this has been always one of the consequences of doing this, doing this work is kind of like uh, you know, basically carrying it on my back, so to speak, and you know, depending on the community, it, it really is dependent on you. It's depending on this community. It's depending on folks to kind of support it and saying we believe in building truly independent progressive media right and so my boss is you you know and you know and it's the kind of thing where it's i know that it's limited right uh i had some other ways that i could have gone at other point but i know it's limited uh how far a reach that we can get and how quickly um but, you know, it slowly builds, right? I mean, I've gone to the slow route, I guess, and it slowly builds. Um, and we've been able to kind of, you know, run some shows that have been pretty kind of outstanding. And I think that there were other people, you know, I know this, I, I know there were other people that said, man, I wish we could have, I wish we could have run with that, um, but we couldn't because of X, Y, and Z. Right. Um, I mean, I know I, I and I know that pressure. I've had people on the show, for example, where we're we, I'm well aware of how funding stuff works. Right. Um, and the pressures from that. So I've known that, you know, there's certain things people come on the show. They wish they could talk about that, what they couldn't talk about. Right. Because they're worried about their own jobs and their own stuff like this. Um, by running this in the way that we've run it thus far, I mean, really right, right from the beginning in 2021 or 2011. Um, we've been able to kind of maintain that certain kind of independence, right? Uh, with all of its bumps and, you know, me having to learn new programs and uh, uh, tech problem, you know, all that kind of stuff along the way. That's all part of it. And then hopefully that um, by being as transparent as we can be about that process, and hopefully um, that makes us more part of the community, right? Uh, more part of, you know, people trying to do what we can do, right? Um, to make this world a better place. So that's where we're at. Anyways, I've gone on longer than I thought of. Uh, I wanted to today. Um, I've got here my kids stomping around upstairs, so I better go upstairs and check on them and make sure everything's okay. Um, but listen, I, I want to thank all of our patrons. I want to thank everyone who's been part of the you know the Twitter warriors um, who have helped get this show out. Um, I want to thank all the wonderful people on the new Mastodon um, or Mastodon community who have uh, helped started kind of, you know, get the word out about Raging Chicken over in that community. Everyone who joins our uh, our YouTube live. Uh, Emily is like the rock star of our, our YouTube stream, um, who is always 
here. Uh, you know, uh, great information. Uh, thank you for participation. Nick, happy holidays to you too as well. Thank you for being here live. Uh, Nick, of course, doing great work in um, uh, higher ed um, politics and uh, kind of organizing around that and housing issues too as well um, in the schools. Great stuff. Um, and, you know, just thanks to everybody who has, shares the show, um, who has donated to the show, even if you're not currently a patron that, you know, you're no longer able to support. We thank you for when you when you were stepping up and doing what you could do. Um, but, you know, you can really everyone who's listening to this to this podcast or for this live YouTube stream. Um, and then hopefully in the new year, we're going to be adding Twitch to that, too, as well. Um, all of you who, you know have supported us either by sharing our work, um, by helping, by becoming a patron of the show and helping support it by dropping us up a donation periodically. Every once in a while we get these donations, which is fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, it is, uh, that kind of support, that kind of engagement. Um, the people who send me like DMS, about Hey, check out this person. This might make a good guest on the show. I mean, I can't tell you how awesome that is and how much of, of this place, you know, is, part of you too, you know, and part of the work that you've put in part of the like, being here and being present um, as we go through this, uh, these struggles together. So I want to thank you um, from the bottom of my heart um, and wish you the all the best holiday season. Um, and I wish you the best for um, for the new year. And um, we'll be right back at it um, come in January. And for those of you who are on our Patreon, um, look for that kind of bonus content coming up um, over break. Um, but like I said, anybody can go over and check out our Patreon and um, you'll have access to these or just you know, kind of after a couple days that the uh, the patrons have it. Um, look for some kind of, you know, going into the archives, looking up some back shows. I'm um, just, you got some content over this holiday break. So everybody, thank you. Um, all the best to you and yours. Uh, stay healthy. Be careful out there. Um, I know there's the, the storm that's coming through. It's going to make for a frigid cold winter or, or Christmas time. And a lot of people are traveling. Please, please, please be careful. Um, my love goes out to all of you and uh, happy holidays and I'll see you in 2023. This is Kevin Mahoney, creator and founder of Raging Chicken. Head on over to patreon.com slash RC Press where you can help support the show. Happy holidays, everybody. Here's to a better 2023. See ya! I guess I'll fly.